Cameron DeBasier. And I'm Mark Howard. And this is Talking Points. We are on our ninth lesson of this whole quarter about rest in Christ. The title of this week's specific study is The Rhythms of Rest. This is talking about rests in between musical... No, no, it's not rests and, and beats and notes. and It's not music at mm. all, but it's... Rhythms is more of a, a reference to cycles, cycles, which is a reference to weeks, and hmm. leads us to the seventh day cycle. Oh, the there it seventh, is. Didn't yes. see it coming. Well, and as I think we've noted before, we've got an entire quarter about rest, and in the seventh day Adventist church, you got to talk <laughs> about Sabbath, yes. of course, and it's rightly so. I would say, however, that this this week's lesson though it's titled separately from next week's lesson, really is a part one of the okay. follow-up, which we're going to see in part two. So we're going to be talking about the Sabbath in detail this week and next, which is totally fine mm-hmm. and should be expected in a quarter about rest. So, um, Pastor Howard, why don't you lead us in a word of prayer, All right. and then we'll start walking through our, <laughs> our, our talking voice for this week. All right, All right. let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege we have of gathering together, of studying your word. We pray, Lord, that you would send your spirit to give us understanding as we study the subject of the Sabbath. Lord, may our understandings be not just theoretical, but also practical. Ways that we can uh, have an enriched walk with you and an increased rest in Jesus. Uh, Thank you for hearing and answering, for we pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, I started to chuckle just a little bit before getting into the talking points because I know what these talking points are coming up. And yeah, I wonder, so... do I have something in my teeth? No, no, no. I would, <laughs> I would let that go for a while. <laughs> Make it the, jewer, the, the viewers enjoy that. For a mm-hmm. But in reality, we're not just diving into a study about the Sabbath. We're, we're opening up almost as though the Sabbath is a new thing. And so it's like Sabbath yes. 101. This is some basic stuff. So when we walk through the talking points, you might be thinking like... So this is August August 28. Plan for it to be a visitor's Amen. Sabbath. Now, I know that this is going to probably post about a week before, so you only have yeah. a few days to scramble. But this is a good Sabbath to bring <laughs> people to Sabbath school because they're going to introduce right. them to the Sabbath. I mean, listen to these talking points. Okay, number one, God established the Sabbath at creation. Well, I don't mean to be flip about that, but we know that, but we're going to dig yes. into deeper. But that's from Sabbath, Sunday, and Anybody Monday. Anybody who's, who's become a Seventh-day Adventist has committed to that right. truth. But so. if they're not a Seventh-day this would be a great right. entrance ramp to this idea. Why do you guys keep Sabbath? You know what? Come to Sabbath Exactly. School. Talking point number two, the Sabbath now memorializes redemption as well. So originally it was just creation. Mm-hmm. Now it's broadened out, and that comes from Tuesday and Wednesday. Another unique thing I'm noticing, Sabbath, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's it's really kind of breaking it down in chronological yes. order here. And then finally, talking point number three, it all just comes from Thursday, uh, which says we should consider carefully how we keep the Sabbath. So it goes from the mm-hmm. principle to the practical. And since, as I was studying through this, it was only addressed on Thursdays, I have to assume that next week we're going to get more into the practical Sabbath keeping. Um, but we'll, we'll touch on that just a little bit here this week. So, talking point number one. Well, even the Sabbath afternoon gives this nice little introductory statement. It's from the fourth paragraph. Why don't you read that for us? Uh, Sabbath what, afternoon, yes. What we're going to do during this week, right? <laughs> I've got it in the notes. If you want uh, are you pointing here and I'm looking here? Yes. <laughs> during this week, we will study... God's wonderful invitation to enter into a dynamic rest again and again with every seventh day. Okay, so 
It's the rest we've already talked about the rest of the quarter, but now... <laughs> like, even a monkey can do it. <laughs> well, like, read this Pastor Howard can't. <laughs> That's okay. No worries. People understand. You're getting... Yes. No, it's getting a little joke. better. All right. So, I'm talking about God established the Sabbath at creation. This was not a, a fallback when things got... It was a part right. of his original creation. And how God... Was, we're going to look at Genesis... Um, well, I don't know if we're going to look at We're going to talk right. about it. Where God repeatedly affirmed the perfection of his creation work. When we talk about creation, especially in the Seventh-day Adventist Church, it's not just an optional, well, there might have been evolution. There might have been theistic. There might have been God did it. It's, we understand creation to be the the truth and the template, the foundation and basis of everything else that comes in the Bible, right? Right. And so when we look at the creation account, we're not just trying to draw out some uh, uh, detached spiritual allegorical points. We're looking at a literal story of actual events, okay? So... When we go through Genesis 1, for example, in verse 4, verse 10, verse 12, verse 18, 20, over and over, one word is used. Good. It was good. That God made it, and then he reviewed it, and declared it to be good. good. Now, Genesis 1, 31, um, at the close of the first six days, God declared all that he had made to be very, very good. good. So, creation, now hear me out on this, sounds a little crazy, but creation was complete on day six, in terms of the work God had done in building and forming and filling this place, right? He himself declared, good, 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 very good. In six so you, literal In days. six literal, consecutive, contiguous <laughs> days of 24, we know those things, right? But you could look at that and say, ah, creation was therefore done. Because everything was good. Mm-hmm. God himself declared it so. But then... Well, why don't you read what the quarterly says on Monday, paragraph one, right there. Uh, Creation may have been very good, but it was not yet complete. Creation ended with God's rest and a special blessing of the seventh day, the Sabbath. So we need to think about that when God, if God's only purpose was to form this world and fill this world with life and and humanity and set it in motion, Mm -hmm. all that was done on six days. Mm Mm-hmm. So it was very intentional of God. There wasn't like a spare day lying around or he accidentally finished early. He's like, well, I guess I got this day. It was an intentional, purposeful act of God to set apart a day with no other work Mm -hmm. specifically for this Sabbath rest, right? That's right. Now, let's dive in a little bit more. How did God go about doing the Sabbath rest? Um, Why don't you look up... It's just interesting to me because right now I'm doing some work on my house this summer and when you have an extra day... An extra day, as you're saying, you don't rest on it if you're in the middle of work. Mm-hmm. As a rule, in other words, if God just had it happen to have an extra day, he'd say, "Oh, good, I can get more done." Right. Um, he created new things. Or, yeah. So, I mean, as you have made the point that he had finished creation, but it wasn't. It wasn't just a. Oh, it's kind of natural that you know I get everything done. I'm gonna, you know, do nothing else. Mm-hmm. It was a very deliberate. I'm going to take a period of time before I, you know, he well, didn't start a work of creation again, but he began Do anything working else. again. Right. right. Well, why don't you look up Exodus 20, and I'll read Genesis 2, and the two go together, and, and there's something, I think, particularly interesting, and you look at the chronology of God's establishment of Sabbath at creation, okay? In Genesis, Exodus, oh, uh, Exodus 20, the commandment, and I'll, yes. I'll start with Genesis 2, then okay. we'll read your Exodus 20. Uh, But in Genesis 2, uh, verses 2 and 3, we read, 
Well, in fact, verse 1 says, Thus, the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were finished after those six days, right? Then verse 2, And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. So notice it repeatedly puts all the work in the past tense he had done, in the present tense he rested, right? That's what he was doing. Then, verse 3, God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. So there's the ending of the work on the sixth day, uh, the finishing of the work on the sixth day. Then on the seventh day, he rests from that work, and then he sanctifies the seventh day. Okay. After he rests. So there's a working, resting, then blessing in that order. Now, if you get in Exodus chapter 20, you see the same thing. Exodus 20 verse 11 says, For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, Mm -hmm. and rested the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Right. And so that may not seem like such a big deal to people. But when I was younger, I used to imagine, so how did they know what the next day was going to be? Did God tell Adam and Eve, All right, tomorrow's going to be a Sabbath? Or he, as he entered the Sabbath, he set it apart as holy and then gave... No, it wasn't Sabbath mm-hmm. until God did it. Right. Right. And that's fascinating. Look at the statement. Why don't you read it there in the notes from uh, Patriarchs and Prophets, page 47. After resting upon the seventh day... God sanctified it or set it apart as a day of rest for man. Following the example of the Creator, man was to rest upon this sacred day, that as he should look upon the heavens and the earth, he might reflect upon God's great work of creation, and that as he should behold the evidences of God's wisdom and goodness, his heart might be filled with love and reverence for his Maker. Now, several things stand out to me as why would that be important for God to have his rest day and then review it just like because you notice in the first six days of creation mm-hmm. he always does the work and then he reviews it calls it good right and declares upon it his verdict here on the seventh day he does the same thing but instead of rest instead of working as his activity he rests right and then he looks back and he calls that the seventh day sabbath a mm-hmm. blessing sanctifies it now i find this to be fascinating well as the quarterly brings out on sabbath afternoon God simply made a day, the seventh day, and then he made it special. This first Sabbath, though Adam and Eve certainly witnessed it mm-hmm. and participated in it, right? It wasn't given to man on Friday afternoon for you to go keep because it wasn't a day yet. Well, and it wasn't a rest yet. That's they right. hadn't labored for six days yet. Right. So God... In his working six and then setting apart a seventh for his own rest, you know, it's interesting. models for us. You've heard people say things like, oh, I keep Sabbath every day. I worship every day. You know, when you right. get into the discussion of the Sabbath. But that's impossible because inherent is the six days of labor. Yes. And when you bring them up, so you have the rest is in connection with the six days of labor, which Adam and Eve hadn't had yet. Exactly. So this whole first week is God's week. Yes. He's the one who worked. Then he's the one who rests, and he exemplifies, and, he an example, and yes. then he sets the example, right? So when we go through the rest of Scripture, it, it makes sense that, like, for instance, even Revelation, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. There's only one day, right. that the, and the Sabbath is repeatedly affirmed as the Sabbath of the Lord. It's that's his, right. right? So I think that's fascinating that that's how God established the Sabbath, completely devoid, by the way, of any reference of sin. And it's interesting also that he didn't just establish it by a declaration, mm-hmm. but by an application, by his own act. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, this is the Sabbath. He modeled it. Right. 
and which should tell you the importance he places on it for sure, right? That it's not just an arbitrary rule, it's his own example. That's exactly right. But now, of course, we understand as Seventh Adventists that the Bible is more than just Genesis 1 and 2. Genesis 3 came in and we had the yeah. fall. And so now the Sabbath takes on a broader significance as we go through Scripture That's right. in light of man's fall. Exodus chapter 5, verse 5. Do you have that for us? Could you uh, read it? I can very quickly. Exodus 5. Now, as you're finding that, let me comment and say a lot of times we look at this creation of the Sabbath and we hop over to Exodus 20 to the commandment and almost fuzz out the middle there, but mm-hmm. demonstrating that God truly had the Sabbath in mind for his people before they even got to Sinai. He was making yeah. that clear. Right. Well, this is in the context of Moses evidently uh, uh, drawing the people away for Sabbath observance. It says in Exodus 5, 5, And Pharaoh said, Look, the people of the land are many now, and you make them rest from their labor. Mm. So what was what, what what really got his attention? First of all, we know that there were a lot of them. You know, yes. they were fruitful and multiplied greatly. But then Moses walks back in and disrupts their way of life mm-hmm. by reinforcing this Sabbath principle of rest. And they're starting to, well, they're stopping their labor according yes. to the commandment. And Pharaoh takes notice. Right? Listen to this from Patriarchs and Prophets two fifty eight. In their bondage, the Israelites had to some extent lost the knowledge of God's law. And they had departed from its precepts. The Sabbath had been generally disregarded, and the exactions of their taskmasters made its observance apparently impossible. Mm. So notice that they had drifted from God's law, and then the expectation of work, and then you think, well, I can't go back now. It's impossible. How many times have you worked with somebody on the Sabbath, and they're like, you know, I hear it, I see it, I see it's in the Bible, it's true. I just, you you don't understand, like my job required, Mm -hmm. and we get this mindset that because I have a job that requires something, I can't Mm -hmm. obey God. That's right. (laughs) And so that was their mindset, evidently, when Moses came in. They had gotten so entangled in that Egyptian work structure that now to start resting would be an apparent impossibility, Mm -hmm. right? But, she goes on to say, but Moses had shown his people that obedience to God was the first condition of deliverance. Now, notice mm-hmm. this, this obedience to God's commandment, specifically the Sabbath now, is key to deliverance. And the efforts made to restore the observance of the Sabbath had come to the notice of their oppressors. Mm-hmm. So it started rattling the cages, if you will, and, and got their attention. Yep. Now... Obviously, there are other ways that God got them out. There was the plagues of Egypt and the, the miraculous Passover event. But on their way out, Exodus chapter 16 again, sure. we have the manna further emphasize this importance of Sabbath keeping. We don't have to read all through that. But as you're aware, the Sabbath was re-emphasized in Genesis chapter, I mean, Exodus 16, where God declares... Uh, this well, it's interesting there, you have in the notes, Exodus 16, 16 to 32, where you have the Sabbath in relation to gathering the manna. But verse 4 is interesting where it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain quota every day that I may test them whether mm. they will walk in my law or not. So the whole purpose of this was to be a, a an, an object lesson for yes. observance of God's law. And clearly he's keeping that... Um, the deliverance that they're experiencing mm-hmm. in context of fidelity to God's commandments. Okay. Now, if you go to Deuteronomy chapter 5, we're just doing a brief study here. Um, 
in chronological order to demonstrate that the Sabbath is more than just a creation ideal, but now it's a symbol of deliverance. Uh, when We've already read Exodus 20 and the giving of the Ten Commandments there, but when Moses reiterates the commandment for the Sabbath in Deuteronomy chapter 5, why don't you read verses 12 through 15 of how he words it this time. Bible says, Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy, as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your ox, nor your donkey, nor any of your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates, that your male servant and your female servant may rest as well as you. And remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from there by a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Now, I've heard people say, now, clearly there's a contradiction. Because Exodus chapter 20 says we should keep it because of creation and his yeah. modeling of it and establishment there. But now mm-hmm. he says the reason we keep it is because of this. So which is it? And the answer, of course, is yes. <laughs> Does it hark back to creation and God's original ideal? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's still a memorial to his creation. But now yes. there's this added dimension of deliverance right. from this sin. This is actually predicated on the other. Yes. In other words, creation comes first, and that basis for the Sabbath keeping. No, people, I've heard people bring this up and say, well, you know, this is only for the Israelites because they're the only ones that were slaves in Egypt. Mm. But if you take it in isolation, that <laughs> right. can make a point. But in the broader context of Scripture, both, by the way, the deliverance of Egypt, out of Egypt, which also symbolizes our deliverance from sin, right? Yes. and God's original creation are both, in fact, not just both, they are the two main works of Christ in the Bible. God, Christ is our creator, mm-hmm. and he's our redeemer, and the Sabbath is That's a memorial right. to both. Why don't you read what the lesson there on Wednesday said in paragraph 6. Paragraph 6 says, because mm-hmm. the Exodus is seen as a symbol of freedom from sin, this is redemption. We can find in the Sabbath a symbol of both creation and redemption. Hence, in a very real way, the Sabbath points us to Jesus, our creator, and our redeemer. So the whole lesson is about rest in Christ. And the Sabbath, of course, is one of the quintessential uh, ways that we can truly experience rest in Christ. Christ is our creator and Christ is our redeemer. And that's what we're looking at in the first two points of this lesson this week. That's right. But now, Pastor Howard, in the time we have remaining, there's a third talking point. It says we should consider carefully how we keep the Sabbath. Now, up until this point, we can say, yes, creation is true. God rested first. It's his holy day. Mm-hmm. Then it expanded into our sin condition and the Israelites' deliverance, you know, uh, being a reflection of that or being an object lesson for it, and how the deliverance out of that bondage is also commemorated by Sabbath keeping. Okay. The problem with both of those two things, not that there's a problem, but we could walk away saying, that's a good idea, but what does it do for me now? And I'll tell you, I had a little bit of a, well, a hiccup, let's say. On Sabbath, I mean, on Thursday afternoon, why don't you read the first paragraph of Thursday's lesson? God commands his people to keep the Sabbath day. Right along with not murdering and not stealing is a command to remember the Sabbath. 
even though the Bible doesn't give us specifics on exactly how we are to keep it. Mm. <laughs> and the note that I had in my lesson is what? With three or four exclamation points and whatnot. Now, it's got to be a typo of some sort. Yeah, I don't think that's a typo necessarily, or, but maybe if it means certainly wasn't intended to sound the way that it does. Exactly, it we, could be read to say like, I guess it's just a principle of Sabbath keeping, but really, however I want to do it is up to me. I don't. Their Bible doesn't give us insight. Right. When I would take a bit of a question with that and say, I think the Bible does give. First of all, the commandment itself yes. gives specifics within the law. Right. Uh, about not laboring, not laboring yourself. Right. Or, or your, even your animals, right. or your strangers, your, or, or the workers. Okay, so there's also command to work six days, rest the seventh day, how you rest on the seventh day. So clearly the, the physical rest is obvious right there. But also we think about... Um, buying and selling. On buying Sabbath. and selling. You got, We've got between the specifics in the commandment. your own pleasure or speaking your own words in Isaiah 58. You know, yes, between the specific command, the examples of, say, Jesus and Nehemiah. The and Holy others. Convocation. The Holy Leviticus, Convocation, the principles. We see Jesus and the Apostles going into synagogue, so, public, public worship. Exactly. In this lesson, I've listed out several, like the daily labor, buying and selling provisions, activities focused on merely personal. The scripture is clear. We need to avoid those things. At the same time, there are many things we should freely enjoy. Spending time in nature, the Psalms mm -hmm. talks about that. Worshiping God with family and fellow believers. Christ-like service to others. Just read through the Gospels and see how Jesus kept the Sabbath. So, I don't believe it's the case that the Bible doesn't give us specifics, um, but it still is incumbent upon us to take the biblical counsel and apply it in our lives. That's true. Uh, so I would just be careful not to give the impression that Sabbath is a principle and not too much a practical consideration. Yes. Well, I think scripture gives us both. It sure does. Well, anyway, inside of this Thursday, there was also things like the idea of cultivating an atmosphere of joy and rest on the Sabbath day. So we don't want to get the impression it's supposed to be just doom and gloom. Of course not. It's happiness and joy. Um, and that preparation for the Sabbath should be part of our regular weekly activity. Well, when you think of a lot of the different things you've listed there and the reasoning behind some of it, if you're going to rest, I mean, if a person goes on vacation, they're going to get their certain things done ahead of time. In preparation. It's like, I'm not going to do this on vacation. I'm not going to do this on vacation. And even when Cameron and I are going to be gone on vacation, mm -hmm. we record extra talking points. In other yeah. words, you you make preparation for that so that while you're on vacation, it's like, oh, i got to go back to Michigan, yeah. go back into the office, go in and record our talking points. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. So it just, it just is inherent in any kind of plan for rest. Mm -hmm. that you're going to make preparation for that. And a lot of the don't do on the Sabbath are things that if you were doing this, you couldn't rest. Well, I think also when it comes to, again, we have one day of this lesson titled Keeping the Sabbath. Yeah. And then it goes into, there's one sentence about relationships, family, the next sentence, uh, corporate worship, the next one, um, preparing for the Sabbath. It's like yeah. there's, there's an entire week's worth of discussion and, and rich material. Maybe that's what we're getting into as we... And that's what I'm saying. I don't want to get, dive too much into what we might be getting into next, next week's, but there's plenty to talk about when it comes to the application of the Sabbath in our lives today. And that's what Thursday's lesson is trying to get us to. Anyway, on Thursday, paragraph three, um, you're looking ahead, I think. 
I was going to ask you to read mm. the, th- the paragraph three from Thursdays. Remember, the Sabbath does not begin on the seventh day. As the first Sabbath was the culmination of the creation week, so we should remember the Sabbath day all week and plan ahead so that we can set aside our weekly work and thus keep it holy when the Sabbath comes. Intentionally preparing during the week and especially on the preparation day or Friday is key and adds to the delight as anticipation builds for this very special day. My takeaway from this Thursday's keeping the Sabbath day is simply that the Sabbath is something that is deliberate. The Sabbath is something we need to keep about what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We need to think about what we're not going to do. We need to make plans ahead of time and actively provide for the keeping of Sabbath yeah. long before the Sabbath comes. So there's so much when we look at you know, one-seventh of our life, one day of every week set aside for this, and it's supposed to be the day God communes with us. We shouldn't look well, at that we should... ca- casually or flippantly. We should be very purposeful about our Sabbath keeping. We should keep in mind that you know, for a lot of people, oh, Sabbath is about rest, and we think just physical. Mm. And so it doesn't matter if I you know, work myself to exhaustion all during the week, I'll just sleep all Sabbath. Mm. But if the Sabbath is a spiritual day that I'm supposed to spend with the Lord and communicate with Him in nature, in study, and whatever else, mm-hmm. fellowship with it, and I'm sleeping all day, mm. I miss the blessing of the Sabbath. So preparation mm. for the Sabbath, part of it is getting adequate rest during the week. You know, a lot of people, I know a lot of people who leave for Sabbath things that they're not willing to sacrifice their own time for. Come on now. It's like, yeah, I'll do that on Sabbath. Uh, you know, we'll have a family day. A lot of people, well, there's not, you should spend time with family on the Sabbath. But I know people, I know dads who work so hard, they're not going to sacrifice any of their money-making time during the week. So mm. Sabbath is big family day, even to the exclusion of the Lord's day. Mercy. And, and, and it needs to be remembered that Sabbath is the Lord's day. Mm-hmm. And even as a family, you should be doing things with it. No, I can't go out on outreach have people say because I'm spending it's my time my family. family time, yeah. on the, uh, take your kids with you. They love to go on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And so, again, I think what they're trying to drive home here is given the importance of creation and redemption, this is God's day and we should be purposeful about how we keep it and we should That's be mindful right. and make a plan for it and not That's just right. have it be offhandedly. Anyway, the conclusion is from Sabbath, I mean, it's from Friday afternoon. It says, The Sabbath is a wonderful gift from God that reminds us of his power to create and redeem. As Christians, we should delight ourselves in the Lord on his holy day and seek by his grace to become more like him. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fantastic, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, and also, by the way, for those Sabbath school teachers this week, the discussions on Friday afternoon were really thought-provoking. They're going to be great conversation starters. They're going to be great things. And my little note was, why couldn't uh, why couldn't there be an ex- extended study on these questions alone? Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of practice. So there's a ton of practicality baked into this week's lesson that could be really drawn out. Would it be out. wrong for us to do a talking points and just base it on discussion questions at the end of the week and build the lesson on that? Why don't we you do one week and just really go off the rails? Go crazy. Yeah. But as Sabbath school teachers, you're allowed to lead it. So if you want to emphasize the 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 more big picture, like origins of the Sabbath and God's mm-hmm. day, that's great. If you want to look down the practical aspect, that would be great too. But all of that is cooked into this week's lesson. There's a lot of material, and mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a blessing as we have Amen. Sabbath school classes study this important topic.
Pastor Howard, can you give us a word of prayer? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the Sabbath and the blessing that it is. We pray, Lord, that you would forgive us for our shortcomings in regard to Sabbath keeping, Lord, that we lose so much of the blessing so often because we don't prepare um, during the week. And I just pray, Lord, that as we study this with our classes um, for this particular lesson, it will help enrich all of our experiences with you on the Sabbath day. We ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.